Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sports Cast, and we are presented by the Fanboys, featured on Let's Talk Sports, Sideline Sports, and WSBN TV Channel 30. Hey guys, welcome back in College Sports Cast. I'm Brad. Probably doing this show solo. So this show was supposed to happen on Thursday. I had something come up with my dad Thursday night and couldn't really make the show. So um, I debated whether or not to do a show at all and just end it on Tuesday night. But I really wanted to talk about the College World Series finals that's going on. And it's such a great series, so I wanted to join in today, and I kind of done this at the last minute, so it's probably just going to be me. But welcome to College Sportscast. I am on location at Bluegrass Brad's because that's where this show is being filmed. Um, I am closed on Sundays, so um, but I am on location. Bluegrass Brads, and we are now sponsoring College Sportscast, the Fanboys, and Greenville Sports Media. So welcome in, guys. I'm going to get the show kicked off and get started with our link tree. I'm going to get this pulled up here to the right of the screen. Uh, you can see our College Sportscast link tree page there. And there is a QR code. You can scan that QR code. Go straight to our Linktree page for College Sportscast. It will uh, take you to all kinds of stuff, our YouTube and our Facebook. And it'll take you all over the place. But I did add something new today that I want to tell you and I'm excited about. We have started a Patreon for College Sportscast. You can get benefits. You can get shout-outs here on the show. Um, you can get uh, exclusive uh, polls and images and posts and material. Um, and if you get the gold casters tier, you can be a part of our private Discord community chat with me and some of the others that's on our show or part of the fanboys. So I want you to check that out. It's at the very top of the link tree you can scan that qr code to the right of the screen and go to our link tree page it'll take you straight to there is a link at the very top of the page um, that'll take you to our new patreon page and uh, become a silver or gold caster we appreciate that i'm gonna leave that up on the screen for just a few minutes here uh, you can also check us out on link tree uh, slash college sportscast. Who's on with us? Botkins is on with us. What's up, Botkins? 
What's Bodkins saying? Nick Bodkins from Let's Talk Sports, the Bodkins Show, um, is with us. It was an incredible game last night between LSU and Florida, and that's about what I'm going to get into. Um, Florida and and LSU had a tremendous battle last night, went into extras, um, and – and LSU won a second consecutive 11-inning game last night. Um, so, Botkins is right. That was an incredible game last night. I appreciate you being on with me, Nick. And Nick, I uh, appreciate that, man. So, I'm going to leave the, the link tree up. You can find our Patreon page. It is brand new at the link tree page there. Uh, it's at the very top. So I want to get the show started out with because I missed Thursday. I was going to talk about this on Thursday. but So LSU faced three straight elimination games before last night's game. Um, they had gotten beat by Wake Forest, uh, and then they, they had to play Tennessee, and then – beat Wake Forest twice to even make the finals, and they did all three. They faced back-to-back-to-back days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, with Wake Forest being the number one overall team, the number one overall seed, and they faced elimination three straight days, didn't pitch Paul Skeens until Thursday, I thought they might go on Wednesday, and I have a few friends, one that's been on the show here with us um, that was a pitcher for LSU um, that does the 60 feet, 6 inches podcast, LSU podcast, um, Chris Demoy, and uh, he was a pitcher on the 97-98 championship teams. I think that's the two years, back-to-back years. Um, I believe it was 97-98. If I'm wrong and somebody jumps on here and tells me I'm wrong, it could be 96, 97, but I believe it was 97, 98. But um, I'm not an LSU fan. I'm a Kentucky fan, but I am a sports fan, and I try to keep up with everything. But sometimes, um, you know, 25 years ago, um, something like that kind of slips through the cracks. But uh, so LSU – they have one heck of a team, one heck of a lineup. I, I really thought that Wake Forest and LSU was probably the two best teams in the country. They had to face in the semifinals. Um, and LSU had to overcome a, a deficit in the, in the series and had to win two games straight after beating Tennessee for a second time um, and knocking Tennessee out on Tuesday. They faced – uh, Wake Forest and had two just really stellar games. Um, I want to talk about a few of their players. I mean, uh, Ty Floyd, and I'll get to him what he did last night, but he pitched on Wednesday, I believe. Maybe it was Tuesday against Tennessee, but he pitched one of those three elimination games, either the first or the second one and was lights out with them, had 10 strikeouts in in about six or seven innings, kept them in the game. Um, 
And LSU's lineup is a terror. I mean, honestly. So I'm watching last night's game. Tommy Tanks, when um, Dylan Cruz is on base, who bats in front of him and is one of the best hitters, is probably going to be the first or second pick in the in, – in, in the MLB draft coming up, um, when Dylan Cruz gets on base in front of him the entire season, nearly 70 games, Tommy Tanks is batting 680 with Dylan Cruz on base. I want that to sink in for just a few minutes. 680 is what Tommy Tanks is batting with Dylan Cruz on base for the season. I'm not talking about a, a sample of, you know, three, four, six, eight, eleven at bats. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about for the entire season, 70 games, and he is hit in front of him every game. Um, that's a, an amazing stat. And uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, so LSU had had to come back. Um, even in those elimination games, um, they had to come back. And the one before on the second, um, Beluso, or Beloso, who was the hero last night, and I will get to, actually hit a big home run. I believe it was in the second to last game, um, in the uh, against the the first the second game against Wake Forest that he hit that bomb on, um, and then in the final game, Tommy Tanks Dylan Cruz gets on base, and Tommy Tanks hits an eleventh inning walk off home run to win two to nothing. This was an, a zero zero tie, eleven innings. Pitching battle, two great teams, two great pitchers, um, and LSU wins two to nothing in the bottom of the eleventh and advances to last night's game. So, I wanted to start with that. Last night was the beginning. I said Friday. I got that totally wrong. That was Saturday night. I'm sorry, guys. If you're on there, I will. Here. I got to change that. That wasn't Friday night. That was Saturday night. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. Here we go. I'll get it right in a minute. Saturday night. Okay, Saturday night's game um, was stellar. That's what uh, Nick Bockins was talking about a little bit ago when he was on with us. Um, but... So last night's game was back and forth. 
Um, it was a one to nothing game. It was one to one, two to one, two to two. Um, Florida took a lead late in the game, sixth, seventh inning, um, with a bomb, three to two. Solo shot went up three to two. Um, and LSU ties it with a Tommy Tanks, I believe, eighth inning home run, who was the uh, College World Series. I mean, it's the first time it had been a walk-off home run in a, a bunch of years, who's the GOAT right now of um, the College World Series, and he's going to be talked about for a long time. Tommy Tanks blasts a shot and ties the game. Florida can't score in the bottom of the ninth. It goes into extras. They get through the 10th scoreless, and um, the 11th comes up. But before I get to that, this was such – and I know the score was 3-3 three to three at this point. This was such a pitching battle, you guys. Ty Floyd was absolutely spectacular last night. If you did not watch this game, he pitched eight innings and struck out 17, tied the record for a nine-inning game, and he done it in eight, by the way, eight innings. Ty Floyd Fever hit Omaha, Nebraska last night, if you were not paying attention. The whole crowd, the I mean, it just – LSU fans were amazing, um, are amazing at Omaha this week. And um, the the second game is actually on now. So uh, I will get to that. But LSU fans have been amazing. Ty Floyd was absolutely a monster. The uh, Florida pitchers, Done the, I mean, you know, kept up with him as as best as he could, as they could, and pitch for pitch. I mean, at one time there with it was in the ninth or tenth inning, there was thirty four strikeouts between the two pitching teams. Um, of course, Ty Floyd had half of those at seventeen, um, but. That's uh, there was 34 strikeouts in that game, and in the top of the 11th, the um, Cade Beloso, who is a Cajun at heart, his nickname is the Bayou Bambino launches one in the top of the 11th, puts LSU up four to three. And in the bottom of the 11th, Florida cannot get it done. And they get beat four to three last night. And it was an amazing game, an amazing atmosphere at Omaha, Nebraska. Like I said, LSU fans are – I mean, all out. I mean, they, they are filling the stadium. It, it almost feels like a home game. And you're going against Florida. You're not going against um, just any old team. This is a this is another SEC team. 
Um, Florida beat them in 2017, two to nothing in the finals, by the way, in 2017. This is a rematch of the 2017 College World Series final between LSU and Florida that Florida won two to nothing in 2017. Uh, LSU is trying to return the favor uh, here in 2023. There was no tournament in 2020. It was knocked out because of COVID. Um, so that's the only year in between that there was not a tournament. But uh, these games, I'm telling you, um, the, the names that I threw out with Dylan Cruz and Cade Beloso and Tommy White is his name. His nickname is Tommy Tanks. And, uh, I mean, he is flat killing the ball in big moments uh, here in the College World Series. I hadn't even mentioned Paul Skeens yet. Paul Skeens was the winner in one of those the Thursday elimination game. Um, he was the one that 0-0 tie. You know, he's not pitching again today. There is a chance if, uh, if the series goes to tomorrow – that Skeens would would pitch tomorrow. It would just be with three days rest. So we'll have to see what that does for Skeens. He pitched on last Thursday on four days rest. Um, so if he pitches tomorrow, it'll be on three days rest. And I'm kind of inter- interested to see how that plays out because throughout the entire season, Skeen's got six days of rest. So he went on short rest on Thursday, four days. And now there's talk that he may pitch some tomorrow, which would be three days rest. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that works out. I'm not exactly sure um, what that's going to mean. We'll see how that plays out. So then we're going to get to today's game. Today's game is currently going on. Um, It started at 2. I came on at 3. We're in the third inning, and Florida is already leading 7-3. to I have not been watching this game, all, all of it, so... I'm not 100% sure um, what all has gone on in this game, but I will look and I will check for you guys. So it is to 7-3. Florida can hit the long ball too. Um, that's, how, that's how they've got to where they are. Their top three hitters uh, – in positions one, two, and three, have not hit well. We're talking like 150 or something in the College World Series. But the uh, Langston has six hits, and five of them are the long ball. So he has six hits in the College World Series, and five of them are the long ball. And then I'm going to get to Caglione. Caglione has been Florida's best hitter. He actually led 
the college baseball with 31 home runs and 84 RBI, I believe, in the regular season. And he has struggled mightily in the College World Series. Yesterday, he couldn't lay off the high heat. Matter of fact, that was a whole lot of Ty Floyd's um, strikeouts yesterday was because LS, or Florida could not lay off of the high heat. Um, 96, 97 miles an hour. And it was, I mean, sometimes at their eyes or above, but sometimes at their eyes and they, uh, they couldn't lay off of it. And Caglione is one of them. And like I said, he's been the best hitter in baseball throughout the whole season until the College World Series started. If Florida's going to win this series, they have to have production from Caglione. He cannot look like he did yesterday. That is just, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. They have to have production by Caglione. And I'm trying to look and see so it looks like Caglione singled the center and scored two runs in this game. LSU took a one to nothing lead. Ty Evans for Florida tied it with a home run, one to one. Then Tommy Tanks singled to right and scored Pearson. And then Trey Morgan, LSU first baseman, hit a sacrifice fly to score Dylan Cruz. And LSU went ahead three to one in the second. In the third, Caglione scores or hits a single um, to bring in two. No, to bring in one. And Langford went to second, got one RBI. Then Riviera singled and brought in Lanks, uh, Langford, and it was three to three. And then Ty Evans hit a grand slam, his second home run of the day. Wow, that's how it's seven to three. Ty Evans has five RBI, two home runs, and two at bat in three innings. I'll see how many at bats. Two, two at bats. He's two for two, a home run and a grand slam, five RBI. I told you they could hit the long ball. That's where they're at today. I just wanted to say uh, the Caglione cannot not show up. He he did get a hit today. He drove in a run. Um, you know, I mean, before the College World Series, I mean, he was batting like 360-something or 370 and, 
And like I said, had the most home runs in, in, in college baseball also had like 84 RBI. I, I want to say that was either leading or the top of the leaderboard. Um, I know there was a guy that had 87 the other day, but that might've been a few in the college world series. Um, but just looking at this, so, um, they're showing Tommy tanks, big home runs right now. He's been a beast, a monster at the plate. Absolutely. I, I mean, I can't even imagine hitting 680 when – and I'm not even talking about runners in scoring position. I just mean when Dylan Cruz is on base. I'm talking walks, when he walks, when he gets hit by a pitch, when he gets a single, just when he is on base – Tommy Tanks is hitting 680 for the season. That's unbelievable. Guess who's coming to the plate? You guessed it. Tommy Tanks. All right, so the SEC... Hands down, you got LSU and Florida in the in the in the finals um, again. Like I said, they went in 2017, so uh, we we did miss a year in 2020. And nine of the last 12 teams who have made the College World Series final are SEC. Wow, Tommy Takes hit into an inning-ending double play. Florida's all fired up, and they should be. Still leading seven to three. Anyways, the SEC has been absolutely dominant, um, winning. The winners have been, you know, SECs. Um, you know, last year was Ole Miss. The year before that was Mississippi State. Vandy's got a couple. Florida won uh, in, in 2017. Um, so, you know, you, you look at the SEC, like I said, nine of the last 12 teams, 14 of the last – 15 College World Series has had at least one SEC team in the College World Series final. I'm not talking about just the College World Series with the eight teams. I'm talking about the two teams in the College World Series final. Nine of those 12 teams have been SEC in the last 12 that's been there. And then 14 out of 15 has had at least one 
SEC team. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the third time that it's been two SEC teams. I know it's happened twice with LSU in Florida. And I'm trying to think it happened one other time, I'm pretty sure, but I can't remember. I, I've I've seen it. I've seen the stats, but I can't re- really remember. All right, so before I take it down, I, I've got my Linktree page up there. You can scan that QR code to the right of the screen, and that will take you straight to our Linktree page. That page uh, is all of our links in one spot. And you can go to our YouTube page. You can go to our TikTok. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Apple, our Spotify. Um, you can go to our True Victory. Our Reaper Apparel is on there, and that is the shirt that I am wearing. Um, time wasted is time lost is the name of this shirt. Um, and this is Reaper Apparel Company. You can get a 10% discount by clicking the link on there. Also, we have something brand new on there. Our Patreon page is on there at the very, very top. Um, You can become a silver or gold caster um, each month, and you can get some cool benefits like a shout-out. If you're there three months, you can get a cool decal, art, the art, work that you see to the right of the screen you can get a cool decal uh, with a gold caster for their three months you can get a cool t-shirt with with that and uh, there's lots of other things like our private discord community chat uh, private polls exclusive content there straight on our patreon page but you have to subscribe and we would appreciate you becoming a caster uh, either silver or gold, and check it out at our Linktree page. Uh, and to the right of the screen, all you got to do is scan it. All right, so we have talked about our Linktree page. I'm going to pull that down. And then I'm going to talk about Yep, Real Fresh Channel. I just wanted to make sure I had the right thing pulled up there. So uh, we're going to talk about the Real Fresh Channel. We're going to give Howie a, a, a little bit of spin right here and let him do his thing. We are featured on the Real Fresh Channels uh, on Sunday nights. There's also a couple of other shows besides his shows. He is part of the Fanboys. He does a pro uh, sports show uh, with the Fanboys, and he does a wrestling show um, with the Fanboys. And we will let him do a little bit of talking here. Here you go, Howie. Hey, I am Hal Fresh here to tell you about The Real Fresh Channel. That's right, youtube.com slash The Real Fresh Channel. We are a network aiming to bring you various content each and every day, different types of podcasts, different type of content. 
anything from college sportcast and, and fresh takes for some sports. We also got you want to do what? We got the wrestling corner. We got live stream. Just go over to youtube.com slash the real fresh channel and hit us up today. Thank you for uh, checking it out. Appreciate your time. All right, guys, that was Mr. Howie Fresh from the Real Fresh channel. And y'all hit him up and check out his page and his content. Got a great YouTube channel with lots of different stuff to check out. Great friend of the show and to Fanboys team member. All right, so while this game is going on, I want to get into something else real quick. So in the last four or five days, not all the news coming out of LSU has been good news. So um, the basketball and the football programs both got put on three years probation this past week. Basketball. Let me get to basketball first. Basketball is the Will Wade situation. They fired Will Wade. Um, not end of this year, but the end of last year. Actually, um, they fired Will Wade and have – put together some sanctions, uh, but they still got put on three years probation. Will Wade got a two-year show cause by the NCAA, and he received a 10-game suspension. And that is important because he was actually hired this offseason by McNeese State in Louisiana. Um, and I'm not sure how that situation is going to work out. I, you know, with him having a show cause, um, he can't recruit. He can't, there's so many things that he can't do. Um, so I don't know. It, it really hampers. I mean, he can't talk to anybody. He can't do anything with this show cause. He can't recruit. Um, so, I'm not exactly sure how that situation is going to play out for McNeese State, but for LSU and their basketball program, they get a three-year probation starting this year. Um, they are put on three years probation, and you know, we're going to see what happens. They got a new coach down there this year. It was a struggle year. They started out really well and got to the SEC and just could not hold their own in the SEC. They wound up going 14 and 19 this past season, which is a terrible, terrible year for LSU. You can see in the College World Series now, LSU is used to great. Team, winning teams, good teams at least. Um, and, you know, they, they won the women's Final Four uh, with Angel Reese. 
They are set up to return with Angel Reese this coming year. They've got probably the best team in baseball. Um, we'll see how this turns out. But, uh, you know, LSU and their athletic program is top-notch in almost everything they do. Golf, even. I mean, honestly. So, you know, getting a three-year probation for the basketball is a huge, huge deal. And this stems from uh, benefits that Will Wade got caught on wiretaps, making statements, uh, you know, several different statements. Um, anyway, I'm watching the game. Uh, there was a throw out at second. He looks safe to me. But – uh, LSU looks like he's going to get the out there, but I seriously thought he was safe. They're showing it in slow-mo. Let me see. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, so, uh, but, You know, he got caught saying that's a strong-ass offer on a wiretap. This was in, like, 2017 or 18, something like that, 18 maybe. Um, and this was before the NIL. He's offering kids lots of money. Um, and uh, anyways, that's what all of that stems from. The football program also was put on three years probation as well. Now you got Brian Kelly down there who is set up this year with a pretty good team and, I mean, has a chance to challenge in the SEC. We'll see what three years probation does to them, though. Um, you know, I, I don't know what else that is going to entail. I know that it's being said that that LSU has imposed prior to some of this, that they have imposed some, some uh, restrictions and stuff, penalties on themselves. Excuse me, I needed a drink. I'm doing a lot of talking. But – so, what's interesting is that this stems from the Les Miles days and actually from 2012 to 2015, all LSU wins have been vacated. They played, they had a player play their entire career at LSU that was ineligible because he was his family was given money $180,000 this was in 2012 um so you know we're talking 11 years ago way before NIL it was over $180,000 worth uh, it had to do with housing and jobs and for a family um, that was that was given to them and for a player's family um, 
he was a lineman. I can't remember if I seen his name. Uh, I can't remember if his offense or defense, but he was a lineman on those teams. Now, what that does is that vacates like 40, 30 some odd, 40 wins from Les Miles' record. Les Miles had a 68% winning percentage. It actually drops him below 600. He's like 596 or something now. That is significant because he is now ineligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. Which is kind of sad. I mean, he 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 had a great coaching career. I want to say he won like 146 or 148 or, or something like that games, and this drops him down to like 109 or or, or something like that. It's I, I'm very close with my numbers. I may not be exact, but um, this drops him down a lot of wins, like 38, 40 wins. Um, and it drops his winning percentage down to like 596 or 597, which is just below the 600 criteria for less miles to be able to make the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, I think Les Miles was one of the best coaches that LSU's had in my lifetime. I really enjoyed Les Miles being there. He was a mad hatter, um, and he was, uh, you know, they've had some good coaches. I really liked Ed Ogeron, too, but uh, um, Les Miles was a great one, and uh, taking taking those wins away from him, for this ineligible player. And I, and I mean, he may have been in on it and knew about it. And he may, he may be the one that offered the jobs and the housing. And I I don't know all the details. I did read some of the details on what, what it was, but again, I'm not an LSU fan, so I don't really know all the details, but um, the situation with Will Wade and the situation with Les Miles and three years probation for the LSU men's basketball team and three years probation for the LSU men's football team is significant and definitely is not the best of news in between the College World Series here and LSU baseball team trying to finish off and win a title, which would be, um, you know, a second title, if you count women's basketball as the fourth big, you know, you got you got football, basketball, baseball, and if you counted women's basketball as the fourth major sport, if LSU can finish this College World Series off with a win because they won last night, they're going to be crowned champion of, of college baseball this year, the 2023 champion. And they would win two of the four because Angel Reese and her LSU Tigers won the women's final four. 
and won a title. And now the men's baseball team is trying to do the same. So we'll see exactly what happens here. Uh, but like I said, the news coming out of basketball and football for LSU in the timing of it as the College World Series was being played um, was a little in the midst of it, in shock of it, I guess. Um, so it doesn't seem to be affecting the players um, for LSU, though. I will say that. It certainly doesn't seem to be affecting them. All right. In the grand theme of things, we were talking about Will Wade, and he got a 10-game suspension and a show cause. Um, So, you know, Penny Hardaway with Memphis this week was also hit with a suspension. He got a three-game suspension suspension to start the season off with this year and that is recruiting stuff from like this past year and this is the second time um and i want to say out of four years maybe that he's been there maybe this will be his fifth but this is the second time in like four or five years that he has been hit with a recruiting penalty he got hit with one um, over Wiseman, James Wiseman. Um, and this is the second time that this has happened. And this one was, he done it in a dead period or something. Um, you know, you're not supposed to be able to talk to kids at certain times or whatever. And, and he just done it anyway. Um, and he gets a, what I consider, especially since this is his second time, of having recruiting violations. The last time it was over some money, I believe, with Wiseman. But since this is the second time, I think a three-game suspension is just a slap on a wrist. And I want to I want to point that out with for the NCAA. I mean, that's just that's nothing. That's a slap on the wrist. I mean, you can't let the guy. Um, you know, I, I loved Penny as a player. I absolutely loved his commercials when when I was growing up. Little Penny was my favorite, one of my favorite commercials. On top of his play, he played with Shaq. I was a I was a Shaq fan from LSU, by the way. I was a Shaq fan, and like you put them two together, I thought they were going to be monsters. Shaq leaves to go to LA. He teams up with Kobe. And that's history, you know, that made history. Um, and and Penny got hurt. Played several more years, but never was quite the same player. But you can't let Penny come in as a coach in dead periods, making contact, acting like there's no rules in a second time around and just give him a little slap on the wrist. I don't like it. It's not enough. You know, second time around, you suspend him 12 games to start the season off with, and that's significant. 
12 games would probably be a third of the season. That's that's pretty significant. I don't think three games is near enough. It absolutely had to be 10 minimum. So if you say 10 out of the regular season, 30 or 31, that would be a third of the regular season games. It absolutely had to be 10. I say it should have been 12, which would be a third of the games, including some postseason games. Um, and, you know, then he does it a third time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I think he should get suspended for the entire year. I mean, you can't let guys just do whatever the hell they want. And to me, that's the message that's being sent here is that, yes, we've got a few rules, and yes, we'll, we'll do a little, uh, you know, backhand tap. And, 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 you know, but that's about all that you're going to get out of it, so just go ahead and do it anyway. Um, and I don't like that it is a just a three-game suspension. So, anyways, that's where I'll go with that. Some other college basketball news. Uh, Dan Hurley, the championship-winning coach from UConn, got a six-year extension. I think it runs through 2029. Um, he got a six-year extension. Um West Virginia has hired their top assistant as an interim coach, um, and they are doing that in hopes of keeping their roster together. They had uh, brought in several good um, transfers and stuff and, had, and, and was in hopes of having a, a pretty good team in the Big 12 this time. After Huggins was fired, there has been three of them put their name in the transfer portal. Mitchell, who has been at UK this, this weekend doing a visit, I am hearing this morning that since they have hired uh, Huggins' top assistant as an, in the interim, that Mitchell is at least considering going back to West Virginia. And that was the reasoning behind that to begin with. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Antonio Reeves, since I have been on, has announced, I had said last Tuesday that I think that's where it was leaning. He has announced that he is returning to Kentucky, uh, which was big news for Kentucky fans, including myself. Um, but big news for Kentucky fans to get a veteran um, shooter back player, um, at least one. <laughs> uh, it was big news. So getting Greaves back, uh, Mitchell, Trey Mitchell, who was there visiting this weekend, would be a grad transfer as well. So he would be one if they get him. Uh, but like I said, I heard this morning that he is at least considering going back to West Virginia because they hired Huggins um, interim, our top assistant as an interim, which will keep that staff together for this season for the guys that they brought in without Huggins, of course. 
Um, so, you know, that, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but that's some college basketball news that has, that has been going on. Um, I'm going to get my true victory up on the screen for you guys. I'm going to put true victory up there. It's to the right of the screen. You will see a QR code there. You can scan that code and go straight to our true victory page. Um, that is a veteran-owned sportswear. They're also first responders and veteran-owned. You can go and check that out. Check them out. They have great, great gear there, sportswear gear. They have an awesome message. Um, we are, we are uh, now a brand ambassador for them. You can use our code DEFANBOYS for a 15% discount, and we would appreciate you checking them out get you some cool gear. You can get you a digital gift card. You can get some totes. They have, they have hats. They even have a cool hat for the girls that has a little ponytail hole back there and you can pull your ponytail through and, uh, all kinds of stuff. They got camo. Um, it is veteran owned. So they've got your camo, camo hats, things like that. It's really cool stuff. Check them out. And, uh, Use our code to fanboys. Also, uh, Paul Skeens, who is a part of this LSU team that's trying to win a title right now and may pitch tomorrow if he gets to tomorrow, and it's in the fifth and looks like it could. Florida's up eight to three. So um, Paul Skeens has his own collection there. He is a uh, uh, supporter of veterans and stuff, and Paul Skeens is a – uh, has his own collection with True Victory. That's what I was getting at. You can check all that stuff out by scanning that QR code to the right of the screen and shop. Just remember to use our code to fanboys for a 15% discount. All right, I'm going to leave that up on the screen. and go back to updating you guys on the baseball game that's going on. So Florida scored again in that fourth, uh, made it eight to three. They're talking about Ty Evans. He hit two shots. One was over 400, 420 some feet. And one looked like just just went over the fence in left field. Um, and he is at the plate now, I believe, for his third at bat. Home run and two grand slams. He's had a great game. Um, Florida is up eight to three in the fifth. And I'll give you an update before I go off the air tonight, today. All right, then I'm going to get to some somber news. Um, Texas A&M defensive line coach Terry Price died this weekend. He was only 55 years old. 
Um, he has been in the SEC a very, very long time. Been a part of um, Texas A&M football for many, many years. I, I believe I read that he even played there. I don't quote me on that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I did scan over a story, um, but he has definitely been a coach there for many, many years. He also coached at Ole Miss and Auburn in the SEC. He's been in the SEC for 28 years, from what I have been told, what I read. And he is the defensive line. He was a defensive line coach there since 2012, I believe, this time. And I believe that was his second stint at Texas AM as a coach. Um, and he is given credit um, for recruiting and developing Miles Garrett, uh, who is well known in the NFL, top pick uh, in the in the NFL, um, and uh, some some big names there, um, some Auburn guys as well, Ole Miss guys. Um, so he's been in the SEC an awful long time. He's a top recruiter and very well thought of as far as developing players. Um, and just wanted to get to that, that, uh, that coach, defensive line coach Terry Price from Texas A&M has passed away this weekend. They, I have not seen any details as to – exactly what and why and what happened and all of that. I have not seen all those details yet, um, but just that he had passed away at 55 years old. That's not too, that's not too old. If you ask me, I, I'm not too far from there myself. So um, it's still pretty young uh, if you ask me, but uh, anyways, so uh like I said, I just wanted to get to that news that uh, that he had passed away this weekend. Then I'm going to get to some other college football news, and we'll kind of wrap this up today. But the other college football news, I mean, just some odd and end stuff that's going around. Uh, Deion Sanders had some surgery on that foot of his. You know, there's talk, and I don't know that this is that's what will happen, but there's talk that he may have to have that foot of his completely amputated. And I'm not exactly sure. If, uh, what I've seen is he had some kind of surgery over the weekend for blood clotting issues is what I thought I read. Um, so – I'm just saying keep your eye out on, you know, keep him in your prayers or whatever. Uh, for uh, Deion Sanders, there's just been a ton and ton and ton of talk of what's going on over there in Colorado this year. Um, but you hate to see Dion, who had already had some toes amputated off of that foot last year. Um still struggling still having some issues and i i was i read that he was it was some blood clotting 
issues that they were trying to clear up with this surgery. So uh, that's that's one thing that I wanted to talk about. Recruiting is going is going crazy right now, of course, and you know so. Um, Ohio State got a couple of big guys over the weekend. Notre Dame has been racking up some some really great kids and on the recruiting trail. Florida and Napier has done a pretty good job raising them up to, to top five um, in the 2024 class setting uh, recently as a, as a week ago or so. I haven't looked. Um, but uh, there's some really good recruiting. Kentucky signed – are not signed, but had five players committed this week, um, including a couple of really high three stars and a four star, a five star kicker. We'll see what that means. But um, so uh, recruiting is heating up in 2024 over the summer. There's been a lot of recruiting camps and stuff like that. So, you know, that's that's one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about with. Uh, with the college football news. And I know that uh, I wanted to talk about Deion Sanders. Texas got a top running, uh, running back for 2024 over the, over the uh, weekend. Uh, Gibson was his name committed to them. Um, so, you know, there's a, a lot, a lot of, of recruiting news and stuff that's going on right now. Uh, but the big stories was the Les Miles story um, and the Deion Sanders story. So I think I've got that covered for you guys. I will go back. One last time before I jump off the air, I will go back to kind of update you guys on the College World Series that's currently going on. Looks like LSU is still 8-3, to three, the bottom of the fifth. They have two outs. And one on. And that's where we are at. If Florida holds on, they will be a game tomorrow. Uh, best, best two out of three. If LSU was to come back and win this game, they will be crowned the national champs for 2023 college baseball. To the right of the screen, I got our True Victory page. Go check them out. True Victory is a veteran-owned sportswear. You can get all kinds of cool gear there and colors and your team colors. You can also get camo and, and all kinds of other cool stuff there. So check them out. Use our DeFanboys De code there. Um, we would appreciate that. I'm also going to remind you um, – to check out our Patreon slash College Sportscast and check us out. Check out the benefits that you can you can get there with shout outs and exclusive content and a decal or a t-shirt, our private community chat, and where you can chat with, with members of College Sportscast or 
members of the fanboys and uh, we're getting all of that worked out. It was just launched this morning, uh, just a few hours ago. So it is brand new. Go there and be our first. We'd appreciate that. Um, sign up to be our first Patreon. You can be a silver or a gold caster. And that's what we're calling them. And uh, we'll give you a shout out here right on the show. So go check them out. Upcoming. Want to get to some things upcoming. So uh, this fall, I'll start with that. This fall, we'll be back on on our regular shows, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 8 p.m., Sunday at 3, which is what time I come on today. That will begin August 27th. That will actually be the, the Fanboys kickoff show. All of us are going to come together. We're going to do a great kickoff show, season golf. So be paying attention to that. That's going to be a huge kickoff thing that we're going to do here uh, for the Fanboys. That's going to begin on August 27th. That'll be our season two kickoff. In the meantime, Tuesday, two days from now, two nights from now, we will come on and close out season one. It'll be episode 124. I know Jason Harrison is going to be with me that night, uh, so I know I will have a partner with me that night. Jason's going to be on. We're going to close out the College World Series. We're going to help crown the champion talk about uh, the, the, the game that ends here and a possible game tomorrow. And we're going to close out the season after covering college football, college baseball, college basketball, and college baseball. And crowning a champion in each sport, doing 124 shows. So that's where we're going to be at. We're going to close the um, season Tuesday, June 27th, 8 p.m. Central Time, will be our final Season 1 show. Then we're going to take a few weeks off. It's not going to be long. And we're going to be back July 16th through the 20th each night for five straight nights. We're going to call that our Summer Series. We're going to begin July 16th. We are going to recap Global Jam. Kentucky basketball is going to Canada, and they are going to play as the USA team in Global Jam, and we're going to recap that tournament. They're going to crown a gold, silver, and medal, a silver and bronze medal um, for that, and UK is hoping to get the, the gold, of course, up there in the Global Jam, and we're going to recap that tournament Sunday night, it'll probably be late, it'll probably be about 8 o'clock or so, um, and each night about, uh, I, I don't know the exact times yet, but each night, Sunday is going to be Global Jam, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is going to be, we're going to be covering SEC Media Days and the teams that are lined up for that day. We're going to cover and talk about SEC Media Days all week long from June 16th to June 20th, 17th through the 20th for the SEC Media Days. Uh, so that is our summer series. And then we're going to take some time off again and start back up August 1st 
one a week on Tuesday nights, first, the 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd. We're going to do the Power 5 Conference Breakdowns preview, analysis, schedule, and predictions. And then the 29th, we will do the SEC. Uh, so we're going to do all five power conferences and break them down. We're going to start August 1st with the Pac-12. Then I think we're doing Big Ten, then ACC, then Big 12. And then August 29th, we will do the SEC. August 27th is our kickoff show, and that will that will begin our Sunday uh, three nights a week. Uh, we will begin it on August the 27th. Season two kickoff, the fanboys. It's going to be a huge deal, guys. You can check out Notre Dame podcast. You can check out Sportsmatic, which is uh, Hopeless Sportsmat- Sportsmatic, which is going to be uh, mostly Georgia and SEC talk. Um, and then you're going to have a couple of Clemson shows. You're going to have a Greenville Sports Media show. You're going to have a Furman show. You're going to have a couple of wrestling shows. There's going to be a pro football show um, that day. There's going to be some betting tips that day. You don't want to miss our kickoff show on August 27th for the fanboys. And right here, College Sportscast is going to cap the day off for our Season 2 to Fanboys kickoff, August 27th. But as of right now, guys, I will see you guys on Tuesday night, the 27th, June 27th, and we will wrap up Season 1 with a college baseball national champion. Have a good night.